potential and possibilities, discussions with fascinating people, designing a better tomorrow for all of us. I'm your host, Ira Pastor. Welcome everybody again to another episode of the show, bringing you another fascinating guest today uh, who is helping to create a better tomorrow for many people. Uh, today we have, you know, are going to be continuing, as I say, on our uh, around the world virtual a road trip. Uh, we are headed over today to uh, the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, and have the opportunity to meet with Dr. Dumasidier Kabasele, who is founder of the Dumasidier Kabasele Foundation, a nonprofit organization in DRC uh, with a goal to raise awareness, uh, prevent, treat, and ultimately beat stroke uh, back in the country. Uh, Dr. Kabasele earned his uh, medical degree from International Christian University. University in the DRC, uh, completed special training fellowship in neurology and electroneurophysiology uh, from the National Institute of Mental Health and Neuroscience uh, in India. He studied and trained uh, specialty in stroke care uh, from the Hospital du Cinquantenaire in Kinshasa, uh, and recently uh, joined a program at Brigham Young uh, University uh, here in Idaho to complete a degree in applied health and public health. Uh, he's pretty busy. Uh, he is very very passionate about uh, all areas of vascular neurology, paralytic stroke care, uh, and he has appeared recently in numerous TV shows and talks, ultimately to raise awareness about various neurological disorders uh, in the DRC, uh, and strongly believes in transforming the world uh, by giving people hope and helping them uh, have a better life uh, and health. And we're uh, honored to have him with us today. Uh, Dr. Casabelli, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much to invite me on this uh, show. I'm very happy to be your guest today. It, it's really good to have you. Um, I'm, I, you know, we've been chatting over the years, and I'm glad we had the chance to do this. Um, I'd really like to start off like we typically do by giving you uh, the microphone for a little bit, just to talk a little bit more about you. Um, you have a fascinating background. Uh, take us back a little bit to uh, the beginning, if you would. Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, how did you first get interested in uh, in science and medicine? And, and a little bit of your journey into neurology. Uh, I think that'd be a great way to start things off. I grew up in the Democratic Republic of Congo here in Kinshasa. It's a wonderful country and uh, where I grew up. I was interested in medicine because all my life I was sick. When I was a little child and my, all my parents were saying to me that uh, each day we was in hospital on the one week. That means six days in hospital, only one day I was just uh, living at my home. And it was too much frustrating for my family and for my father. And my father was saying to me, they had a lot of good doctors uh, blessing your life. They were supporting you. Then 
I grew up in this uh, idea. Then I say, okay, myself also, as most people bless my life, why should I not bless life of others? That's when I joined medicine. And I started my first degree I got in my Congo. Then after I joined India, I went to in India for a special training of a, a fellowship in neurology and electrophysiology. That means we are doing EEG, about NCV, EMG, testing of muscle, testing of nerves, uh, even to know about the brain, about aging. Then after, when I finished this, then I say, okay, being interested in public health again. And then I joined again uh, Brigham Young University to do about public health that I joined. Then also now I'm coming back in Congo that, to help my people. Then being interested of uh, building an NGO, I've built an NGO to support about stroke and beat stroke here in Africa. Because here in Africa, if you're having stroke, that sometimes no one treats correctly. Sometimes people don't know exactly what is stroke. Sometimes also no rehabilitation is there. Then I say, okay, let me work on stroke and uh, see how we can bless life of others. And, you know, speaking of stroke, uh, if, you know, if we go to the uh, World Health Organization um, website and, and look at the leading causes of death in the world, it's there, uh, stark in our, in our faces, second leading cause in the world, estimate around 15 million people around the world suffer a stroke every year, about 5 million die, 5 million left permanently disabled. Um, talk a little bit about the, the current situation in DRC, if you would, sort of a little bit of the, the stroke figures as, as you study them there and Africa in general, because I'm sure that, you know, I, I know that, uh, uh, you know, you probably see patients from uh, not just the DRC, but from surrounding countries as well. Talk a little bit about stroke as it pertains to both DRC and Africa, if you would. More of the statistics of stroke. Stroke, it is the first cause of uh, disability here in Africa. This is our first cause of uh, disability. And most of people are having a uh, disability due to stroke. If you are going for a, a, a single patient or a wrong statistic, we have a lot of uh, people developing stroke because we don't know exactly what is the cause of stroke. And most of people that are having hypertension not going to uh, hospital, not taking the medicine. Most of our patients having diabetic, they're not taking medicine. For them, they're just uh, thinking that the whole thing will be uh, healed by himself. Some of our African people think that uh, God will hack directly. And you can imagine not only in Congo, all Africa, we have the higher rate of uh, uh, statistic of people developing stroke. Before it was only Europe, but it was only uh, around the, uh, America, but now, now they're here in Africa because no one exactly uh, giving an awareness about stroke and people does, doesn't come in, in hospital. And people that are coming in hospital, they're coming too much late. And you can see each day we are receiving in all hospital receiving case of stroke. And we have a higher rate of stroke now in, uh, in uh, Africa. Because why? Because not prevention are going on, on uh, hypertension or diabetes of cholesterol, even we have now a lot of stress. Not only that, even lifestyle. In Africa here, uh, we're not uh, eating good or not healthy. And uh, seeing if you can uh, compare Europe, you can compare another uh, country. Our lifestyle, it is very, very complicated and too much down. And this is the most common cause of stroke in our area. And, and you know, it's interesting because this leads into, um, your foundation and clearly 
Um, you have outlined uh, in some of the materials that, that you shared with me uh, a very broad program here. So uh, it, you're not just focusing on raising the uh, awareness, as you were just talking about some of these um, preventative measures that one could be taking, but uh, there's a whole continuum here, uh, how you treat the stroke patient uh, to save a life, how you reduce the disability, and then ultimately, if there are disabilities, how we prepare for life after stroke. Um, I know you know you juggle a lot of responsibilities in the DRC. You also you know you're still an attending physician uh, as well as running the uh, foundation. Talk a little bit about when you develop the foundation, uh, a little bit of what you're looking to achieve with it, and, and how you uh, sort of interface the whole program that you outline in there with some of the existing healthcare system, the hospitals, and so forth that you work with uh, in DRC. Our goal. It was to help people to understand first what is the stroke. This is our goal of uh, uh, my foundation. What is stroke? And the second thing, how to treat stroke and how to prevent it. What I've found here in my, my community, it is that you can see some people doesn't know exactly what is stroke. When they develop stroke today, then they can take it around one week, two weeks, three weeks, even one month after they will come to you to hospital. When you ask them a question, what time you develop stroke? They're saying you one week back, one month back. Why did you not come to hospital? I didn't know. Some people are giving you, oh, you don't have money. Some, oh, we're thinking that you to move away. The goal of my foundation was only not only to prevent, to treat, and to beat stroke in our country. And our goal it is to work not only with patients, to work also with uh, uh, medical staff because now today also we have the new guideline of stroke and most of people doesn't know exactly what is the new guideline of stroke and how to treat stroke and uh, the third thing for us our main uh, uh, project is that uh, each stroke patient they should go out from the hospital with a plan what is the treatment plan what is the rehabilitation plan most of us after you developing a stroke then after they treat you then they put you out you don't know exactly what is the plan, what, what we will do, how they can help you about recovering. But our NGO now, it is we are working just to support not only patients, supporting the medical staff and supporting also the family. Imagine that then I am the husband of my family, then I'm developing a stroke. How can I get money? How can I go to work? You see how my family would be too much stressful. But we should have people that can support also family and to help them how to link with the patient that will help uh, recovering faster. This is our main uh, project of our stroke. We are working full on uh, DRLC to prevent, breed, and uh, treat stroke in our country. I, I guess, you know, you, um, you work at, uh, you know, additionally, I mentioned the, um, the uh, uh, Contenere Hospital in Kinshasa, which I believe is the, is the first or the second largest um, hospital in the country. Um, it's part of sort of a defined as the, the medical city. Uh, I was just wondering, what's the, the current state of sort of um, either investment in or foreign investment in sort of the advanced healthcare infrastructure currently in DRC? I mean, it, it is, you know, we, we, we think of DRC, at least 
here I'm sitting on the in the east coast of the United States. And I think of it as very rich in in natural resources and energy and things of this nature. Uh, what's the current state in 2022 of uh, sort of just the healthcare investment infrastructure, whether it's within DRC or foreign um, companies that are setting up the biomedical infrastructure in DRC? Ten years back, my country was very down with infrastructure of medical uh, things. But now the day we have now a lot of people coming to invest. Now we have, as I told you, we have a good center among uh, here in uh, Kinshasa. Mm -hmm. And investment is very easy. And if you can see, we have MRI, we have a CT brain, we have a high shoot team, we have a stroke uh, specialist team. Not only in my hospital, now most of people are coming to invest in, uh, in Congo and it is a very safe place because they are coming and it is also a good thing to, to be paid. Here, most of people are coming to invest. They are receiving good, a, a lot of money because they are building their name, they are building whatever they want and you can see. And is my, my hospital that I'm working, Hospital de Saint-Cantenaire here, you can see it is the largest, it's the first one uh, full uh, uh, DRAS uh, I've seen. It is investment from Indian people. They mm -hmm. came and they invest uh, uh, in our country. Not only Indian people, we have even uh, some uh, American people coming to invest. Uh, I don't want just to, uh, to name the hospital. Even uh, uh, Canadian people, they are coming here to invest. Then you can see we have a higher standard hospital now, now today in all, uh, all my country. Not only in Kinshasa, even in all province. Because most of them, they understand that uh, if you have a good hospital here, you will do a lot of money. Before, a lot of people was going abroad. They was going India, they were going Europe, they were going America to get treated. Now, if all facilities are available here, they're not going again there. All money for plane, all money for hotel, all money that was spending there, they are using it here. Excellent. Um, you, uh, in addition to uh, the foundation and obviously in addition to your work in neurology, I know that uh, you've had to take on additional uh, roles in the last couple of years. You've had to serve as a, uh, a project manager for, for the COVID-19 response in DRC. You've been doing a lot of work in, in, in public health in general, uh, in other areas. Talk a little bit about what the last couple of years have been uh, like for you as you've also taken on these additional responsibilities. It was very my first time uh, in my life to work uh, on this critical, uh, uh, very complicated situation. I uh, tell you, when the COVID-19 starting in my country, imagine most of my people, most in Africa, people were not accepting that COVID is there. They say, oh, COVID is only for uh, Europe people or uh, American people, not in Africa. In Africa, we don't have COVID. But when we're starting having a lot of cases, now it was very difficult for us to manage. Then I was assigned because I have, I have a degree in public health and I was assigned to be a, a COVID-19 manager on the, my area. Then we set out a goal that to reduce the case in uh, our area. And we was putting people in quarantine, not only in quarantine, our government helped too much also to treat free. All mm -hmm. patients was treated free, even in ICU, mental care, all treatment was free for them. And this uh, experience helped us too much that to to recover and to take most of people. Because some people were starting having a, a COVID, they was afraid. They said, if we go to hospital, we don't have enough money to be treated. And as the government uh, took, it was free. And we having a good success uh, in, uh, in Congo. 
it was before it was very difficult because it was a new disease uh, was unable to treat but what is our treatment in congo we was using a simple we were using a chloroquine chloroquine uh, a tablet was using uh, azithromycin mm -hmm. then we was using also dexamethasone and we are giving vitamin c uh, zinc uh, even paracetamol this was our uh, treatment we was using here and this treatment was working and we save a lot of life with this uh, uh, treatment what um it's it's interesting because I, I was watching uh, one of your uh, presentations, I think it was from Brigham Young, uh, and you were talking about sort of other uh, things that you're going to be getting into in the coming years. And there was an interesting part of your presentation where you talk about the development of new healthy interventions based on environmental and ecological change. Uh, and this is very interesting because we talked a lot on the show about, um, although you know, we think of health as health, uh, there's all these changes that are happening uh, and they impact health, uh, whether it's the infectious diseases or whether it's climate change, whatever it may be. Um, and I found this very interesting uh, that uh, you know, you're thinking forward in this context. Um, Talk a little bit about what some of the, the, the new areas looking out in 2022, 2023, what are some of the other plans you have uh, in developing this broad public health uh, you know, model, uh, let's say, uh, that you're interested in creating there? Uh, I'm always giving an example, you know, the way I was operating someone having a disease, 20 years back, it is not the same. We should do operation now because the procedure are changing and innovation are coming. But now most of people are just focused on the past. But now you can imagine we have ecological change, even environment change now in our days. But we should also adapt our situation to this area. What is our plan? Our plan now it is uh, to connect ecological with a new innovation of each type of disease. This is our new plan. Let me tell you, uh, let's see sample about uh, uh, COVID, as we were saying about COVID there, you know? Before COVID happened also, but it was not treating uh, it with chloroquine. But you see how people are finding a new treatment due of uh, this sarin home. And even how for us, we want to developing a new model of public health that will be based, not only on treatment, but to be based also in environment, even in culture change of uh, each step of uh, our area. And here you can understand here in Congo, you can see uh, in Africa, especially, we have a different path. And we should also develop our model based on each developed path, depending on the climate, depending also of the area, depending also of uh, each culture of the people. I cannot just develop because I cannot just take the model of developing in USA, just apply it right. here in my country. No, this is very different because you should know exactly what is the, the culture, what is the area, what is the climate, what is the environment uh, uh, building. This is what we are working now. We want to develop each project based of the area, based of the ecological uh, system of uh, specific uh, uh, domain. Outstanding. Um, one other thing I, I wanted to, to mention, um, when, when I, uh, before the show, when you had sent me um, your biography, I found it very interesting that 
you don't introduce yourself as a doctor or a neurologist first in your bio. The first thing you mention is that uh, you are the husband of uh, uh, Shadel Cabasele, uh, who is your yeah. wife. She's a nurse. Um, and I always, you know, we always talk about influencers, important people in one's life on this show that have been there with them. Uh, it seems like, you know, from what I've seen in the in the literature, you and your wife make a very important healthcare team there. It's not just one of you, but <laughs> working together. Talk a little bit about your wife, if you would, and the importance of her in this, uh, in, in the Dr. Capacete equation, but also uh, in this uh, integrated vision of, of public health that you have in DRC. You know, as you say, most of my introduction, even you can see most of my show, I never introduce myself as a doctor because I've already let people understand. I already believe that uh, you should let people trust in you, not only saying that I have degree, I have this degree, I have this degree, no. Based on what you are talking, people can understand that this uh, have a background or not. Then. My wife, she's a nurse, and her name is Shudel Kabaiseli. Also, she's a wonderful lady. That is why I mostly want to introduce myself as an I'm husband and a father because I love my family too much. And together, we are establishing a good healthcare uh, project for uh, our Congo because we want a new innovation. We want to help people. We want to support people. And this is what our uh, desire, my wife has have also. She's a wonderful. She grew up also here in Kinshasa, in, in, in Congo. And we met also when we was uh, uh, in medical field. We was working previously in another hospital when we met. And she was working too much good. And she was loving too much of a patient. Now, you know what? Let me give you some uh, uh, story. Please. Most of my patient was saying to, uh, to me, this wife, she's wonderful. No, she know how to take of she know how to take care of neurological patient, and if she know how to take care of neurological patient, she can take care of you. <laughs> I know that you can. <laughs> <Because>, marry her <laughs> because neurological neurological patient are too much complicated. Sometimes they are they have parasites, they have some disease, and if someone are able to control them, that means all the life she's able to do whatever is possible. That's wonderful. Um, while, while I have you, uh, any other programs? We talked about stroke. We've talked about your public health interests, uh, your wonderful relationship with your wife. A anything else for 2022, 2023 that you want to mention that I have not touched on? Please have the floor. The, the only thing, uh, uh, we already discussed whatever, but the only thing that uh, I want just to, to talk to everyone or around the world that... Uh, we can bless the life of others and we can support people. Whatever we are, we can just continue to do our impact there. And uh, we believe that uh, if you have a good innovation and you're developing your approach based on environment, based on ecological model, you can be a good uh, team manager and you can having a good success. Uh, in my new career of uh, public health neurology, even in, as a physician, I've understand that uh, working with colleagues, working with people, we can just establish a good uh, model of uh, health. And uh, half now the day, near people, that they should go, do a good impact around the world. That we, we need. We need people that can have innovation. We need people that they are developing a new model. We need people that they are creating and giving hope to people. And we need people also continue to work hard and to support uh, people. Outstanding. Yeah, I, I love your message of uh, of innovation, but also 
uh, crafting innovation for specific local uh, environments. Uh, it's not all one one model, as you say. Uh, the U.S. model may be good, but it's you know the DRC requires other models, and you have to craft them. And I, I think it's great what you're doing uh, on all these fronts. Um, for uh, and I'm going to continue to follow you and stay in touch. Obviously, uh, for 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 everybody that uh, is going to be listening uh, on the podcast networks to this episode or watching on the YouTube channel. Again, you've been listening to Dr. Dumasedier Cabasele, founder of the Dumasedier Cabasele Foundation, uh, doing really amazing things on the uh, front of stroke, uh, public health. Uh, environmental and ecological uh, thinking and medicine. Um, Dr. Tabasai, I want to thank you again for taking the time out of your schedule to come talk for a little while on these themes. Obviously, here, thank you for everything you're doing there and creating these new models. And as we say on this show, thanks for helping to create a better tomorrow through what you're doing. Really great story. Really uh, thank, good you also, thank you so much for your time also. And I'm very happy that to share this, that uh, we can creating a new model and bless life of others, whatever we are. Absolutely.